Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything, I'm Rob, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> How we doing, boys and girls? Welcome to another exciting edition of The Probo Show. It is currently... I don't even know what day it is. I'm on vacation. I think it's Wednesday. Congratulations. If it is, No, it's Thursday today. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> I think it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Happy Thursday, guys. Juernes. Pa, 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 pa. Yeah, it's Thursday because everybody else has been working today except for me. I've been sat on my ass in my pajamas. Am I currently in my pajamas? Uh, that's for me to know and you to find out whether I just lazily slipped a black sweater over my pajamas. <laughs> You'll never know. Uh, but how are you doing? A big hello to the people joining me in the chat. We've got Carmen and the bridge here. More people to arrive, I am sure. Um, and boy, did I torture those elves today. Um, and they provided me with one hell of a show for us today. In today's 100 Humans, I ask them to name the most popular subjects school subjects among students in school. Um, las asignaturas más populares entre los alumnos. Most popular school subjects among students. Um, then in today's Complete the News, finally we'll find out why Kim Jong-un was crying. And also, if we've got time, we'll find out why a BBC presenter had to apologize. It's a good one. It's a good one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and today's unpopular opinion, today's um, brain fat, is that arts, los artes, arts are more important than sports in school. Los artes son más importantes que los deportes en las escuelas, would you say? Será posible. Vaya nivelazo. I don't know. <laughs> it's Thursday, Rob, says the bridge. Thank you. Like an octopus dreaming. Yeah, I've, if you're not watching the live show, guys, you're missing out. I've gone overboard with the decorations. <laughs> but I love it anyway. I don't care. No shame. No, zero shame from me. Um, okay, so I'll tell you what, guys. I'm here. Last artist. Did I say Los Artists? I don't think so. I think I said Last Artist. See, the chat is correcting my Spanish. I'll tell you what. Even for the intent, you get... Será posible? Vaya nivelazo. You get a nivelazo. Why the hell not? Okay. Let's see. You know what, guys? I'm here. You're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. AI news. Some weird, scary AI news. I'm not sure how I feel about. Um, okay. Do you know the artist or the actor? Sorry. Jimmy Stewart. James Stewart. I think I'm, I know him most from his, um, uh, from his title, from his lead role in Rear Window. An American actor, Jimmy Stewart. Well, AI generated Jimmy Stewart... Oh, narrates bedtime stories for the Calm app. Jimmy Stewart, generado por inteligencia artificial, narra un cuento para la aplicación Calm. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, um, or Harvey, the, the film about the imaginary bunny rabbit. You know Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, I'm Jimmy Stewart. I don't know, I can't do it. I can't do impressions. It's not my forte. But yeah, they have resurrected him from the dead, friends, to uh, read bedtime stories on the Calm app. Before you get bent out of shape, before you get upset about this, his family or the, the people in control of his estate 
gave their blessings to this. But still, it makes one think, doesn't it? Um, here we go. Let's get into the news. The Calm Sleep and Meditation app has introduced a new bedtime story narrated by an AI-generated voice of the late Hollywood actor Jimmy Stewart. This project, which has the approval of Stewart's family and estate, features Stewart's iconic voice recreated using AI cloning technology by Respeecher. The story entitled It's a Wonderful Sleep Story. Oh yeah, because he did the Christmas movie It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, now I understand the timing. Oh, It's a Wonderful Sleep Story is a holiday tale available exclusively to Cam Premium subscribers. While the use of AI to recreate voices of the deceased celebrities has sparked some controversy, controversy, this particular initiative has been received positively, with Stewart's daughter expressing excitement about her father's legacy con continuing in new ways. The story was developed in collaboration with Reese Beecher, known for their work in recreating voices from The Mandalorian and Obi-Wan Kenobi. AI is getting creepy, says AI. Yeah, uh, says uh, AI. <laughs> Sorry, Bridge. The bridge is real. She lives in the north of Spain. You're not an artificial intelligence thing, are you? Are you, Bridge? <laughs> Carmen says, sure. Um, Eugene, now we have minus 32 degrees in Russia. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't. At this point, your, your testicles are the size of atoms. <laughs> Mature content warning for today's show. Um, how do you feel about this? I mean, Doug, I'm a, I'm a Jimmy Stewart fan. I've watched it. It's um, a wonderful life on TV at Christmas time. But where's the, where's the room for the actual actors? Do you know what I mean? Isn't there isn't there a treadmill of um, isn't it supposed to go that someone gets too old or dies and then a new actor comes in to take their place in the zeitgeist? You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger got too old to take on those action movie roles. Here comes Dwayne The Rock Johnson to take it over. You know, oh, guys, it gives me a migraine headache that this is what we're using AI for. I mean, this is literally a technology that could be creating, as it is, new materials, um, new breakthrough medical cures, decrypting the secrets of our DNA. Yeah, here we are, bringing dead actors back to life. Cheers. See, this is why humans will eventually go extinct. Uh, let's see. There's nothing creepier than dual bots. Um, is dual that state you have to go to through when somebody dies? Dual state? I have no idea what that is. I don't know what dual is. But yeah, anyway, weirdness, man. Weird. Just let the dead lie no although i did hear some interesting like did you know that the voice of darth vader famously narrated by james earl jones in um in the english version of the movies i know uh, <clears throat> i know it, it, when it's dubbed in other languages it's not james earl jones but now the voice of james earl jones in modern star wars is actually ai too have you heard about that i had no idea but yeah james earl jones gave disney their con his consent to keep on using his voice. I mean, that that's not bad for me. That I find, like, you know, a little more palatable. Like, you know what? I don't want to do this. You know, I just give me some royalties and use my voice. You know? Min is here joining us all the way 
from the Netherlands. Hello, I'll be here for a little bit. Mr. Christmas over here. Yeah. Do you like the Christmas set? Yeah, if you only listen to the podcast, you are an angelic, godlike being, but you are missing out on some amazing set design. <laughs> um, so there you go. Yeah, an AI-generated Jimmy Stewart. I wish I could do a better impersonation. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I did add two seconds, and it was too crap to continue. Okay, let's continue. A study suggests the existence of a universal, non-verbal communication system. What? What are you talking about, bald man? I find this absolutely um, fascinating. A study from Georgia State University. A study suggests the existence of a universal, non-verbal communication system, naturally. There is a non-verbal communication system we all know in the back of our minds, and it unites us across languages and cultures. Um, un estudio sugiere la existencia de, una, de un sistema de comunicación no verbal universal. Oh, God, guys, ¿Será posible? On. Vaya nivelazo. Come on. <laughs> There's no notch Yeah, And I think, given that I'm on my own, I'm doing a good job with the Spanish. <laughs> um, Eugene says, my balls will not be frozen, but I am a little bit scared about my car. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. I imagine. Do you, do you mean duelo as in morning or duelo as in duel? Asks the bridge. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, let's, um, uh, let's continue on with this news. A recent study at Georgia State University, University suggests the existence of a universal nonverbal communication system. The research focusing on children aged between 3 and 12 who speak either English or Turkish... Um, examined how native language influences the way people convey information from a young age. But get this, they discovered something different. It, it observed that when children used gestures along with speech, their gestures mirrored the linguistic patterns of their native language. So when they were talking and gesturing, the, 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 their gestures, gestures mirrored what they were saying. So there was a big cultural um, impact in what they were, in what they were, in how they used their nonverbal communication. However, when using gestures alone without speech, the gestures of children from both language groups were strikingly similar. Um, this similarity in silent gestures was also found in studies with sighted and blind adults, indicating a potential universal gesture system that transcends language, hearing ability, or sight. The study highlights how gestures can bridge communication gaps across different languages and sensory abilities. How fascinating is that? Is that um is that some kind of some kind of relic from our past before we developed communication or or at least language? Is this a relic so we could communicate across tribes and cultures? Something that's burnt into our DNA, something that we all know innately. I, th I find that piece of news amazing. By the way, guys, all the links, as always, will be available um, to my Patreons. If you don't follow me on Patreon, what are you waiting for? Professionalbohemian.com forward slash Patreon. You can even join for free. Try it out if you don't like it, you know? Anyway, let's continue. 
Um, uh, yeah, so this is. Let's continue with our our slow and steady walk towards the end of the world. <laughs> let's get into this one. Amazon's humanoid warehouse robots. <laughs> yeah, let me introduce you to the thing that's going to steal your job. Amazon's humanoid warehouse robots will eventually only cost three dollars per hour to operate. <laughs> Los robots humanoides de Almacén de Amazon acabarán costando solo tres dólares um, la hora de trabajo. <laughs> hey Rob, um, sorry, we're gonna have to let you go. We found someone who'll do your work at a fifth of the price and never take time off. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And if you work at Amazon right now, if you got, if you are, just look for another job. If you're in, in, a, in a fulfillment center, just, you know, get on LinkedIn. <laughs> Use ChatGPT to find your new job. There you go. That's my advice. <laughs> Um, I think it makes sense. Nonverbal communication plays a much bigger role than we think, and I wouldn't be surprised if we don't understand half of it. Yeah, me neither. I think they're burying the lead with this article. I think there's something fascinating in the in um, native that comes out of the box in your vanilla human. Like, there are certain things, like dogs um, will circle an area before they sit down to sleep. There are loads of little habits they have like that. They're never taught. It's just something that's in the back of their mind. It's possible that we have this system of language that we can access and call upon that we've never even known before. I find that fascinating. Why do they need to make them humanoid? Asks the bridge. Um, great question. I think it's so we can be truly terrified of them. You know, if they were just shaped like Wally, -E, we wouldn't. We wouldn't care. <laughs> So here we go. Amazon has introduced a new humanoid bipedal robot named Digit in its warehouses. Designed by Agility Robotics, Digit, which currently costs about $10 to $12 per hour to operate, is expected to become cheaper, dropping to $2 to $3 per hour. Even at $10 to $12 an hour, it's cheaper than, than workers, isn't it? Can I get a Digit to come in and help the elves? <laughs> they can't reach the high shelves, you see. <laughs> this is craziness. Unlike previous warehouse robots, Digit is designed to work alongside human employees, um, assisting with tasks. This development is part of Amazon's ongoing effort to enhance employee safety and efficiency through robotics. Totally not to replace us, guys. Don't panic. You know this thing that can do the exact same thing you do? for $3 an hour. Totally not going to replace it. Don't even, don't even worry about it. You want holiday days? Take holiday days. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh, Eugene here says, that's because they're going to vote in the future. That's why they're, that's where they're humanoid. Uh, that's it, Rob. The employees will be happy. I don't think so. I don't think so. I wouldn't be. Um... Although it raises concerns among workers about job security and the impact on human labor, true? Yeah, dude, if you're not worried about that, you're not on the same page as the rest of planet Earth. Amazon has a history of integrating robots into its operations, um, claiming they create new job categories and improve safety, despite some reports suggesting higher injury rates in robotic warehouses. Oh, Jeff. 
I know it's not Jeff Bezos anymore, but we can still hold him responsible, can't we? I think so. All right, guys. Well, that's the news headlines for today. Let's move into today's unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Um, so morning apps, as um, uh, as Carmen was saying, I have I had no idea what morning apps were. Is this um, is this something that I think I've heard of these? If you're still with us, Carmen, is this the kind of app where someone dies and it goes into their social media postings and kind of learns about them and talks to you to help you grieve? Oof, oof. That just makes me yeah exactly says Carmen. Oh God. Yeah, they, that is creepy. Imagine if that app had the same voice as the person who passed away. <laughs> like poor Jimmy uh, Stewart. Oh, God, no. I, the last thing I want is a dead person reading me <laughs> bedtime stories. It's just like, sounds like an episode of The Twilight Zone. Anyway, let's get into today's unpopular opinion, which is arts. Las Artes, or Los Artes. I got that wrong before, right? Is it? I think it's Las Artes. Las Artes son más importantes que los deportes en las escuelas. Arts are more important than sports in school. As always, I thoroughly tortured those elves this morning, and they gave me ooh, one hell of a list of pros and cons. Let's get into those right now. So in the pro column, agreeing that arts are more important than sports in school. Arts education plays a crucial role in developing cultural awareness and emotional intelligence. Through art, students learn to express themselves, interpret the world around them, and develop empathy. True story. In fact, I would say the turnaround for me in my education was when I found myself in a place where I could be creative. And that's when I went from a bad student to someone who really wanted to learn. If anything, I don't think the educational system is or um, or kind of emphasizes or fosters enough of a creative environment. It's all about sit there, listen to this, repeat it. Hmm. Let's get into some more pro columns. Arts foster creativity, a skill increasingly recognized as an essential um, skill in the modern workforce. Engaging in artistic activities promotes innovative thinking, problem solving, and the ability to think outside the box. God, don't we have enough people who are just like vanilla, just the, okay, I press this button for a living. Don't we need more free thinkers, friends? I think so. Academic performance. Studies have shown that um, engagement in arts can be linked to higher academic achievement. It can enhance cognitive abilities and improve students' Uh, oof, where were we? Enhance cognitive, I'd say, I'm not doing enough art, guys. <laughs> um, studies have shown that, um, uh, that engagement in arts can be linked to higher academic achievement. It can enhance cognitive abilities and improve students' concentration and memory. I've read such studies. I think we did a, a show similar to this before. Um, and next, inclusivity. The arts provide a platform for diverse learning styles and can be more inclusive for students who might not excel in traditional academic or athletic spheres. True story. I mean, I definitely fall into that category. Whereas I wasn't particularly athletic, I wasn't particularly academically gifted. Um, I went on to enjoy academic success, but that was after the arts kind of unlocked something in me. 
Um, let's get into the cons, because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Sports are equally or more important than arts in schools. Here we go. Let's get into the cons. Um, sports play a crucial role in promoting physical health and wellness. With rising concerns about obesity and sedentary lifestyles, encouraging physical activity through sports is vital. I don't know about you, but my sports experience at school was generally purposefully forgetting my kit and then going for a cigarette around the back of the sports building with the other people. <laughs> uh, you know, it wasn't, it just felt like just a torturous exercise in like in futility because I knew I was never going to be good at anything like that. Okay, let's continue. Teamwork and social skills. Sports are highly affected in teaching teamwork, cooperation, and leadership skills. They offer students practical experiences in working collaboratively and developing social relationships. All things, by the way, you can do in arts. Working collaboratively is practically one of the mainstays of, um, uh, of making a, a career in, in, um, in art. Let's continue. Um, resilience and discipline. Participation in sports teaches students about resilience, discipline, and the importance of hard work. These are crucial life skills that can translate to other areas of life, including academics. And finally, um, sports often have a wide, um, have a broad appeal among students and can be a significant factor in engaging them in school activities. They can also foster school spirit, community through events like games and matches. So there you go. There you go. I mean, I would argue that most of the, other than the physical health, all right, I mean, I will give you that with sports. You know, it does promote a more healthy, more active lifestyle. But other than that, there is nothing that you get from sports that you can't get from arts, collaborative um, collaborative experiences, um, experiences in leadership. All can be achieved through um, through a study of the arts. I would argue. I would argue. Um, Min here says, strong disagree. Both of these um, serve completely different goals and have completely different outcomes. They are both essential for the development of kids and young adults. Whether they... Both get the love they deserve is a different topic, but I don't think one can be labelled as more important than another. Fair point. Fair point. But here we are, eliminating shades of grey in our voting to try and get to a, a kernel of truth, to try and arrive at a place where we can uh, say, well, okay, you know, maybe the answer is a bit black and white, but the exercise of trying to... Um, uh, maybe the answer is a shade of grey, but, you know, I'm going to think in, in black and white terms. It's a useful exercise. And I could argue that the the, um, the benefits you get through, um, through arts is probably, for me, more important than what you would get or what you do get through sports, particularly nowadays. Um, art offers the ability to self-reflect. You know, it provokes innovation, problem solving, communication. All things that are falling so by the wayside in modern culture. I mean, how much more do we have to be surrounded by people who just can, just only want to be right? They have no introspective ability, no ability just to kind of look within themselves and say, hang on a minute, maybe there's another way to look at this issue. 
I think the arts, if anything, give us an ability to reflect, an ability to um, see, look inside, um, look inside our, our own abilities and those around us, to uh, look at the world through different eyes. You know, it gives us the ability to think, think flexibly. That's how we develop skills like thinking outside the box, usually with um, with a touchstone in art. All right, guys. Well, those are my opinions. Um, uh, and as Grandpa Boy used to say, opinions, they're like buttholes. <laughs> um, we all have one and they all stink. Um, I'll be back in just a few minutes. I'm going to post a poll in the chat and you guys will tell me. Are, um, is, uh, is the arts more important than sports in school? See you in a few minutes. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay. On with the show. The Bravo Show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. How are you doing out there? If you just tuned in, oh my God, what did you miss? We spoke about the AI-generated Jimmy Stewart. Dead people reading your bedtime stories on the Calm app. <laughs> it's not what I would consider calm, basically. Having a, what is, what, what's tantamount to a zombie reading me a bedtime story. Cheers. Cheers, calm. Feeling so calm now. <laughs> um, a study suggests the existence of a universal non-verbal communication system. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, oof, I don't know how I feel about... Um, uh, well, I know how I feel about that. I find it fascinating. Um, but um, surely we should be doing a little bit more research into this, no? Um, I feel like this is the kind of thing... Um, I think this is the kind of thing that could maybe unlock some untapped kind of generational knowledge that we were never even aware of. Yeah, f um, fascinating stuff. Um, okay, and let's. And the final piece of news was about Digit, Amazon's new um, new warehouse bipedal humanoid bipedal warehouse robot, who's going to steal everyone's jobs, basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion, which was arts are more important than sports in school. Okay, and you guys had feelings. I did do a vote on Instagram um, through the day today. And on Instagram, they said... 57% true... Is that um, a demographic thing? Is that because all the creatives are on Instagram? I have to admit, on my account, I have a lot of creative people. A lot. Hmm, because maybe... Well, I'll release the um, results of the poll later on, but we're first going gonna to dig into some more messages that we received. Um, Stu uh, the bridge here says, The Stuart story is creepy. If he's humanoid, hell, he'll always be bipedal, surely. Yeah, true story. True story. But he's also got two arms and a head, you know. Humanoid. Whatever. Um, okay, so let's get into some messages I received on Instagram with regards to this. 
Um, oh, God. Wait, I got one from um, from Vero, who's not with us today. Let me see if I can quickly jump to that in my um, in my phone right now. This is false. All subjects are equally important at school as they help the child develop correctly in all facets of life. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of agree with that to some to some respect, but I mean, it's true. Know that the educational system is a little outdated. Something that was created in the industrial revolution that we still kind of, you know, still subscribe to today. Ring a bell into the factory. Sorry, school. Ring a bell. Leave the factory. I mean, school. Come on. Um, and studies have shown that like uh, more of a focus on art increases a lot of skills that are just fundamental for learning. But anyway. Um, I don't think all subjects are created equal, basically. I really don't. I think some things are much more important and much more prevalent, or should be at least, um, in the modern day. Let's um, see. I also got one from Naomi here. Absolutely, arts are crucial. They allow kids to express themselves in ways sports just can't. Yeah. I'll that gets that. the Probo stamp of approval. I'll agree with that. You know... Okay, the health aspect of, of sports cannot be underestimated. We can't deny that there is a certain amount of um, health or, you know, there is a certain amount of um, <clears throat> benefit in uh, teaching kids that they need to be active, okay, completely. We've been studying sports how long? Probably since um, the ed educational system was invented. If it was working, friends, if it really worked, <laughs> you wouldn't have so many sedentary, obese people nowadays now, would you? Now, what the um, what the arts gives you is um, is a, is an outlet for um, oh, well, not even an outlet. It encourages introspection, which is something that is so sorely lacking in the modern world. The ability to analyze your own thoughts, your own emotions, um, helping you become a critical thinker, helping you think outside the box. Aren't these things that are much more um, prescient in this modern age than being able to kick a ball? Just saying, friends. <laughs> Whatever. I know there's a bunch of sports people out there just screaming at their radio right now. Don't hear me. Uh, Derek says, I see the value in arts, but sports teach discipline and teamwork in a way nothing else does. Mm. Yeah. All right. That gets the Probo stamp of approval. There's quite a lot of discipline involved in the arts as well, though, Derek. Quite a lot. You know, so easy to quit, isn't it? But to be um, uh, to be good in the arts or in anything for that, for that matter, it's all about perseverance, dedication. You know, quite a lot of things that people attribute just to sports, I think, are transversal uh, over both things. Uh, Lila says, I'm honestly kind of in the middle. Arts are great for creativity, but tech and co coding clubs are the future. Okay, that's not sports, is it, Lila? But thank you, thank you. Rita says, arts in schools are essential for a well-rounded education. They foster critical thinking and cultural awareness. Oh, God. Guys. That gets the Probo stamp of approval. But of course, on Instagram, the vast majority of people, well, the vast majority, 57% of people said true. What about you guys? What about the live audience joining me live on twitch.tv barra forward slash 
professional bohemian. What did you guys say? You guys said... 67% false. Oh. Oh, friends. You're just breaking my heart. <laughs> you know, for me, I think this comes down to one thing. Um, which are cut first? Budgets for physical education or budgets for arts programs? I'll tell you the answer to that. It's budget for arts programs. You know, I think slowly we, as a society or as a culture, we're losing our respect for how important engaging with the arts is. Not only engaging with the arts as that level of introspection that's required to um, be an artist, to kind of uncover the world as you see it and be able to communicate that with other people. These, these, fa these fundamental skills, not only for that reason, but in a way to analyze the world around you. It's so, so very important. But as education budgets get smaller and um, it just seems to be that we're losing an appreciation for these things. I've been going to exhibitions my whole entire life. And I've just, I guess maybe it's just me, but I'm kind of starting to feel that fewer and fewer younger people are engaging with it. Um, let's see, Carmen says, disconnecting our brain from the arts leads to global neuroses. I agree with that. Yeah. That gets the Provost stamp of approval. Not just creating art, but being able to look at other people's art, analyze it, read into it, to um, discover meaning, understanding that it's your own individual meaning. It's just so, so very, very important. Not just as a... a as a productive person in the workforce, but psychologically. It's interesting what Carmen says there. Dis disconnecting your brain from the arts leads to global neuroses. Wouldn't you say we're kind of in a state of global neuroses right now? You know, copying down manga characters, we're calling that art now. Swirling kind of, swirling paint around on a canvas. We're calling that art now, you know. Things that are more kind of seem more akin to crafts. I don't know. I don't want to kind of get into the weeds of what is art. You know, for me, art is intent. If you if you want to make a piece of art, if you're going to make a piece of art, you'll make a piece of art, and its quality depends on the person looking at it. In my view, but certainly an engagement, an active engagement in the arts from a young age is something fundamental. Look, I got two GCSEs at school, one for woodwork and one for art, <laughs> or art and design, it was called. There's no kind of, there's no mystery to me why those were the, the only two things that I kind of excelled in. Because later when I went to university and, and they did actually teach critical thinking and how to use your, your imagination in a way that was more beneficial to learning, then there I thrived. I think maybe modern education would benefit from more of a focus in art. Does that make it more important than sports? Well, look, that's a subjective question, isn't it? That's up to you as an individual. But what I certainly wouldn't say, or what I certainly would say is that we should stop cutting from the arts and make it at least as important as sports. Um, and that's my opinion on the matter, friends. Let's see. Now AI will be doing the arts, says the bridge. God, I hope not. 
It feels like creativity finds its way, but since there's no proper education in arts, teenagers copy manga and all that stuff. Yeah, true story. True story. I mean, for some of them, it's um, it's an open door into discovering more. But for others, sadly, that's where it ends. All right, friends, on that note, let's go to today's 100 Humans. Oh. My. God. It was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys, and on that walk, I encountered 100 humans, and I asked them all a question. Today's question was, um, name the most popular subject among students in school. Um, que los asignaturas más populares entre los alumnos. I asked them that question, they gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Ooh, friends. All right, here we go. I've got, again, as always, you guys did God's work and we've got some amazing answers right here in the chat. Now, let's see. Materia Oscura had a great answer. <laughs> well, but first of all, big thanks to Materio Scura, Vero, Pilar, MC Villa, Coco Lavanda, Eric, and the rest. Thank you all for participating on Instagram. Okay. In Russia, they teach children how to shoot and love the motherland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, America might be like that awfully soon, friends. <laughs> all right. Materio Scura said, getting to first base. <laughs> That's, um, well, ask your mum and dad what that is. All right. Um, Vero said, languages. Languages. Is languages there? You know what? I'm going to give it to Vero. Why the hell not? Yeah. Um, English is there. English is the third most popular answer. 15 of 100 humans said English. If you're studying in an English-speaking school, you can think English grammar or English literature or English as a language for our um, non-native audience. Um, all right, uh, what else do we have? Pilar said physical education. So did MC Villa and Coco Lavanda. Physical education, PE, as we call it in, um, <laughs> in the UK. As I called it, it was a smoke brick. I'll be quite honest with you. <laughs> so P.E. is P.E. there. Yes, it is. Well done. P.E. is there. With how many people? With five of the hundred humans. It is the, it is the sixth most popular answer. Well done. Well done. Okay. And what else do we have? English was third. Okay. Okay. Uh, history, history, most popular student, um, um, popular subject among students. Eugene here in the chat says, history, is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Fourth most popular answer with 11 of 100 humans saying history. I hated history at school. I, did, I had a teacher who just hated my guts. I'd walk into the room. Listen to me being the victim. I'd walk into the room and he would immediately expel me. Grams out. <laughs> Obviously, that was because of my behavior. But still, <laughs> I hated history. I hated him. And now, as an older man, I kind of like history. And there you go. See, you, you, you um, develop a love for these things after the fact. Okay, uh, the bridge here says geography. 
Is geography there? No, it's not. Good answer, but geography is not there. Oh, there's one super obvious one. Uh, the bridge might have it. Just saying, the bridge might have it. The bridge here, and um, Coco Lavanda, MC Villa on, um, on Instagram, the bridge live says art. Is art there? Of course it is. Come on. Art is there at fifth place with seven of a hundred humans. The top two you guys have not identified yet. Ooh, lordy. Okay, um, let's see. Um, you like history because you have lived a lot of it, yeah. I think that's why you like history more the older you get. <laughs> you know, I've just been here for so long. I've witnessed so much of it now. <laughs> um, okay, let's see, let's see. Okay, um, I'm going to dive back into um, into Instagram. Vero, Eric, and... Hmm, Vero, Eric, and... I mean, someone's going to be upset because I'm not going to be able to find it. But Vero and Eric and Bridge in the chat are all saying, in some way, science. Is science there? Of course it is. Well done, guys. Most popular subject among students, science in second place. Well done. You've got two more to get. The, the most popular answer, only one person in the chat got it. I found it so surprising. I actually found a Cambridge, um, a Cambridge uh, study that said, yes, it is actually the most popular subject around the world. Found it fascinating because I hated this subject. I am not about this at all. <laughs> then Bunsen burners says the bridge. Yes, yeah, science. Come on. They wouldn't let me around the Bunsen burners. I had behavioral problems. Um, Eugene says they are teaching history as Russia was always right. Yeah. Every country does that. Eugene. The bridge here says maths. Maths. Eric also said maths. Hmm. But is it there? Is mathematics there? Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> mathematics is there. It is the number one answer. Well done, guys. Yeah, I actually found a study because I was so like gobsmacked by this. I'm like, hang on, this can't be right. People don't like maths. But yeah, apparently, in a poll done around the world, maths is the most popular. In sheer numbers, the most popular subject. Okay, there is one more. There's one more. It's the least... Um, it's the least... guest on Instagram. Um, only one person has come close to it. Only one person. MCV has said music. Great answer. I would, I would put that with art. Art and music. Why the hell not? So, yeah, well done. But there is one that no one has got. Only one person comes close. Eugene, I would um, I would pack it um, uh, literature with language, language literature, English. Eh. Okay, um, Vero said right here. She said robotics. Robotics. We had a different name for it back when I was um, when I was a young Ben. <laughs> we didn't. Robots were a thing of science fiction, but computers had just been invented. 
<laughs> and we just all gathered around the one computer in the school going, oh, look at it, magic. <laughs> and we called that technology. And technology, Vero, is there, so well done to you. It's magic, look at it, the lights. All right, let's go through the list. I asked 100 humans to name um, student uh, pot subjects that are popular among students, and they said, in position number seven, technology, technologia, IT, information technology, robotics, that kind of thing. In position number six, we had physical education, educación física. I'm not sure how you'd translate it really into Spanish. In position number five, we had history, uh, no, art. My bad. Art, arte. In position number four, we had history, historia. In position number three, English or languages or literature, that kind of thing. In position number two, m um, math, uh, science, cien ciencias. Ciencias? God, I don't know when to lisp for you people, honestly. And finally, in position number one, was mathematics. Well done, guys, if you got that one. <laughs> yeah, well done. Good job. Good job. All right, let's move on to today's Complete the News. Complete the News. Okay, it's Complete the News time. I'm going to give you a real life, um, actual, true news headline. Um, but I'm going to leave out some important information. Your job in the chat is to identify that missing information with the three options that I provide you. Okay, so here we go. Let's go for the first one. We're going to go see Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un cries. Yora. 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 God, it's for my pronunciation. I need Natch. Kim Jong-un cries as he tells women to blank. Hmm. Kim Jong-un llora al pedir a las mujeres que blank. Is it A, stop making fun of his hair? Does he cry as he tells women to stop making fun of his hair? Chin up, Kim Jong-un. Your hair's not that bad. <laughs> is it B, to have more babies? Or is it C, just to treat him like a regular guy? Kim Jong-un <laughs> cries as he tells women to. Is it A, stop making fun of his hair? Dejar de burlarse de su pelo. <laughs> is it B, have more babies, tener más hijos? Or is it C, just to treat him like a normal, regular guy? Tratarlo como un chico normal. <laughs> Which is it? Oh, my gods. Uh, the bridge says, I was really bad at maths until I had a fabulous teacher. I always remember that when Richard talks about the quality of the teacher. True story. Okay, just one C in the chat. Just to treat him like a normal, regular guy. Everyone else going for B to have more babies. Let's see. Okay, so Kim Jong-un cries as he tells women to... It was indeed B. Well done. Have more babies. Kim Jong-un, the North Korean leader, was visibly emotional during a speech to women in North Korea, urging them to have more children to counter the country's declining birth rates. This appeal was made at a national mother's meeting in Pyongyang, um, the first such event in 11 years amid concerns of a falling birth rate. Kim emphasized the importance of stopping this decline. 
um, and providing good childcare and education, calling it a collective responsibility. He also stressed the need for mothers to instill socialist values and loyalty to the ruling party in their children. There you go. Do you want another? You're going to get another. Oh, it's a two complete the news day, friends. <laughs> Rejoice. Here we go. Next one. I knew that, said Eugene. Yeah, I had to do that news. It got old. It got too old. Here's a fresh one for you. Here's a fresh one for you. Um, a BBC reporter or a BBC presenter is sorry after blank in a news broadcast. Hmm. It's coming from UK Yahoo News. A BBC presenter, sorry, after blank in a news broadcast. Is it A, farting? Is the BBC news presenter, sorry, after farting in a news broadcast? Tirandose pedos? Is it B, saying Brexit? <laughs> Obviously a play on the word Brexit. Brex shit. Brex mierda. <laughs> or is it C, giving viewers the middle finger? Hacerle la pineta? Is that right? Did I get that right? I had to kick the translation off quite hard for that one. Hacerle la pineta a los espectadores. Pineta. <laughs> okay, so what is it? A BBC presenter, sorry, after blank in a news broadcast. Is it A, farting, tirándose pedos? Is it B, saying Brex shit? Decir Brex mierda? Or is it C, giving viewers the middle finger? Uh, hacerle la pineta a los espectadores. Pineta. Ah, peineta. Oh, God. My poor Spanish. Pe is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Peineta. Peineta. Okay, okay, okay. You guys get a... Será posible? Vaya nivelazo. And I get a... <laughs> okay, the votes are in. You're saying A. Farting. Let's, um, let's see if you're right. A BBC presenter, sorry, after... The answer was C, giving the middle finger. <laughs> Eugene says all the answers are beautiful, yeah. <laughs> it was C, hacerle la peineta a los espectadores, giving the middle finger. BBC presenter Miriam Moshiri, a chief presenter on BBC News Channel, um, uh, gave a uh, BBC News Channel inadvertently made an obscene gesture live on air during a news broadcast. She raised her middle finger while counting down from the start of the show, thinking she was not yet live. Uh, Moshiri quickly realized the mistake and resumed normal broadcasting. She later explained that the gesture was part of a private joke with her team, mimicking the director's countdown and apologized. There you go. We're all human. <laughs> BBC presenters giving the middle finger. <laughs> And that's today's shows, friends. Thank you so much for being here on this Thursday afternoon. What a great episode of the Probo Show After Dark. Guys, you can find this podcast in all good podcast directories. Download it. Appreciate it. Love it. <laughs> and I will see all you guys next time.